My personal uh, opinion and belief is that what Satan is really after is not necessarily to get a man or woman to look at pornography, uh, but to start being so st stuck in that pattern of shame, so an angst of soul, of, of failing again, that that cycle continues for such a long time, unbroken, uh, without victory, <clears throat> that ultimately I believe the enemy's after our faith. Like, do you, is, are you ever going to really be set free? Uh, is God strong enough to help you with this? Many of us deal with bad habits. Some are easy to talk about. We joke about how we need to cut out those comfort foods or watch less television. Other obsessions feel deeply private and difficult to discuss, especially in church. Every addiction is planted in a deeper heart problem. Too often the church has addressed sexual addictions by simply telling us to stop without digging deeper to the root of the issue. Today, Gary explores some of the fears and heart wounds that can lead to pornography addiction. If you would like prayer for this or any issue on your heart, World Challenge now has a prayer line. Call 833-WC-PRAISE, that's 833-WC-P-R-A-Y-S, and someone will be happy to pray with you. Now here's our host, Bob Dittmer. Well, Gary, we're going to be talking about a topic today that is uncomfortable, and a lot of people don't like to talk about it, and maybe that's part of the problem. It's one that yeah. needs to be talked about, and that is pornography, and uh, especially even within the church, where many people may shy away from even talking about it within the church or say, it's this isn't a problem, why are we discussing it? Statistics show that I guess it is a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, I, some that we've seen, uh, you've sent some to me. I noticed some online saying as many as 57% of churchgoers struggle with pornography. Same number for pastors, higher number for youth pastors. Those numbers shock you? Mm -hmm. Are you surprised by that? No, it doesn't shock me. It, it, and, I, and I think you hit the nail on the head by saying you know, a hard topic to discuss, <clears throat> which makes it an issue of shame. Mm -hmm hiddenness and that makes it all the more yeah. difficult it's a vicious cycle uh, so yeah it's it's hard to talk about and it's 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 a hidden subject you know and struggling it whether it be pastors or leaders or uh, elders deacons members of a church the um, <clears throat> the, the idea of this this uh, be, being being so difficult that it that it doesn't get discussed mm -hmm. and therefore it oftentimes doesn't get healed if if if, if it's anger or if it's um, you know, something that's visible, uh, you know, like uh, somebody has a drinking problem, uh, you know, and you see that, the family sees it, or somebody who's walking around drunk, you know, you're yeah. going to deal with that, where this is such a hidden sin, uh, hidden addiction that it, that it causes probably a longer-term <clears throat> undealt with problem we see in the church. But it doesn't surprise me, no. Mm -hmm. You mentioned it's not the same as drinking. We can see the results of that. But even though it's hidden, there are results that come from it that are damaging and hurtful. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the statistics I think you sent me was that uh, if, if there is pornography within a marriage, it increases by 35% the likelihood of divorce. Mm -hmm. So there are certain ramifications from pornography. Uh, what are some others besides the, the relationship problem with your spouse? What else could happen from it? I think the, the, <clears throat> the, 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 the crisis <clears throat> is, is one of the heart. And so the heart is diminished by the sense of failure because most Christians don't want to look at pornography. Uh, they don't want to get involved in masturbation in viewing the, uh, that. And so they feel like when they do that, there's such a sense of failure. Like, And so that failure causes shame. Well, strangely enough, it's the shame that causes oftentimes the drive towards 
the re release of the pain of shame that drives people to pornography. So it becomes this vicious cycle. My personal uh, opinion and belief is that what Satan is really after is not necessarily to get a man or woman to look at pornography, uh, but to start <clears throat> being so st stuck in that pattern of shame, of relief from the shame <clears throat> by, by viewing something that brings us temporary pleasure, then dipping back down to being so ashamed, so an angst of soul of, of failing again, that that cycle continues for such a long time, unbroken, uh, without victory, <clears throat> that ultimately I believe the enemy's after uh, our faith. Like, do you, is, are you ever going to really be set free? Uh, is God strong enough to help you with this? How come you've cried a thousand tears and you're still stuck? Why is there no hope? Why have you repented and you still have this... Um, deep, deep drive to go back to the same thing that you kind of hate, but you kind of love. And, and so I think ultimately Satan is after uh, God. Mm -hmm. He's after our view of God, that God's not for us, that he's not strong, that he's not powerful, that he's not on our side, that he doesn't care about us, that we failed so much that he's, that he's forgotten us, that uh, we're such losers and, and such sinners that we're no longer in his grace or favor. So he's cast us out. So Satan, was, that's really when he gets his ultimate victory, uh, not just the... The, the sin is the blade of grass that <clears throat> grows up from the ground. You try to keep cutting it off, but the, the root of this comes from the, sh the shame and the, and the uh, loneliness, and the, they're, they're deeper issues. So uh, I, I don't think anybody, uh, maybe I'll share a little bit later my own story, but I don't think anybody can be free from this uh, by just resisting or, um, or by just, yeah, yeah we'll, let's, we'll talk about that a little okay. bit more. But yeah, Well, I think you're right. It also causes you to uh, question the power of the gospel. If you can't get free of it, then yeah. what's, what's, the, what's the point of it then, right? right? I, why do I keep going back as yeah. a dog to its vomit, as the uh, <laughs> exactly. as scripture says, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about, uh, maybe we need to define some terms. Okay. Uh, pornography in, in this day and age can mean a lot of things. You know, I think back to Ed Meese, the old, former attorney general, mm -hmm. when they were trying to pass laws, he that, says, yeah. I, I don't know what, I can't define pornography, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. Uh, there is so much that is available now on television, through movies, through streaming, on the internet, on billboards, you name it. It's all around us. Yeah. So how would you define, if you could, pornography? I don't believe anybody can define pornography for another person um, because pornography is is the arousal of, of lust that um, when, when received into the heart, actions are, are usually subsequent from that. And so that's, that's the, the fullness of, of definition of, uh, of the pornography, not in the sense of it being some abstract um, a magazine or a, a, a TV show or a movie that, that there's an abstract pornography there, but the, the 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 heart that is drawn into pornography. So so I don't think it can be defined by somebody else, because somebody, for somebody, uh, you know, it's the Sports Illustrated swimsuit mm -hmm. thing is is enough to get somebody aroused mm -hmm. and 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 lustful. Mm -hmm. Uh, for other, you know, it can be. For me, it started when uh, you know, like this is kind of sounds silly, but like the Sears. I mean, they used to have the catalogs, yeah, yeah. yeah and they had the bra section. And I was like, wow, you know, I was like 12, 13, like, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. exciting. And, I, and I, don't, I don't even remember why it was so exciting, but it was. And uh, so, so that's pornography. Uh, it's, it's, it's something you are, um, are absorbing into your soul, not just through your eye, but into your soul in, in order to meet some kind of need inside of you um, <clears throat> that is not just sexual either. It's, it's, it's a deeper need. Mm -hmm that you do that so so it could be 
you know, that, that's why pornography is, is, as you said, it's so hard to define because for, for some people it, it's, it's really, really, really strange mm-hmm. things that, that well, at least to, to us would be strange, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you know, National Geographic magazine. But, you know, <clears throat> none of those things usually um, are long-term yeah. lasting. You know, you put on your list of like, you know, hey, I've been looking at um, uh, National Geographic for the last 30 years, uh, you know, and I'm addicted to that. You know, it's, it's usually just that's kind of the, as they call it, the gateway yeah. addiction to, uh, and, and it, <clears throat> as you know, it gets, it, uh, you know, statistics and uh, tell us it, it gets worse and worse, you know, heart, <clears throat> heart, you know, t- it takes more right. uh, to stimulate the same way. Yeah. So, so it's uh, whatever causes lust in your heart, what you're looking at that causes that. Uh, some may also say, you know, the Bible doesn't really talk about pornography. Right. So can you have some biblical examples? It certainly talks about lust, right? Mm-hmm. So we have some instruction from Scripture as to how we should treat lust and what kind of place it should not have in our hearts. Right, right. right. Yeah, the, the Bible speaks about this. I love it because, it, 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 you know, there's certain issues that the Bible doesn't really spend a whole lot of time talking about, but it gives us the, the deeper uh, cure it gives us and the, and, the, and speaks to the cause of it. And so, you know, it, you could say... The Bible doesn't speak about transgenderism either, but it speaks about the heart. Why does somebody feel confused about their gender? Why does somebody believe there's an alternative uh, for them that is not the one that God gave to them? Uh, So why why does a man look to something that is something that God didn't give to him uh, through... Uh, through, through a lack of relationship. So you're looking at pornography, you're not in a relationship, you're just looking at uh, viewing something, and so there's no relationship. So God speaks about relationship and covenant, and he speaks about, then he speaks about the reasons why somebody would uh, would long for that kind of lustful. So it's in under the category of lust in Scripture, which Jesus speaks a lot about, just looking upon a woman with lust in your eyes, and obviously pornography would fit mm-hmm. in, in that realm. Um, so I think most, most men and women are not really struggling over the definition of pornography or even like, you know, in what passages do the Bi- does the Bible define the sin? <clears throat> I think most of them are so uh, in angst and so soul troubled and so, you know, uh, uh, getting involved in viewing pornography and, th- and then that, that grieving, repenting, feeling mournful, sorrowful, uh, the question maybe is it a godly sorrow or not is is to be answered only by the individual but the idea is is like there's this <clears throat> grieving that takes place from it and so the, the, the that and then the bible speaks a lot to, to the why of that and that's that, that's where i like to minister to people that are addicted to pornography is is to get into the heart issues of well why is it that you're mm. what drives you to that why is it such a strong pull to you and particularly, and this may sound weird, but why are certain types of pornography more of a pull towards you? Mm-hmm. So, so a, a man, for instance, that comes into my pastor's office, and and, and you know, if you really talk about it, you know, he may not be at all interested in one type of uh, pornography. You know, he may only get any kind of satisfaction from a particular. Mm-hmm. Type you know, and, and Google Analytics is, is it's strange, but they have all these surveys now of what uh, what is being viewed and yeah. things about moms or things about mm-hmm. tying people up. You know, these really they're very specific about that. And in my counseling, I've noticed that somebody's looking for something specific. They're not just looking for a general like, oh, there's a naked body. It, it, mm-hmm. It's usually some kind of situation that they find themselves in, um, and, and they're attracted to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that suggests to me and to many other counselors and pastors and uh, Christian leaders and, and thought leaders in this 
uh, area that it's it's actually something we're looking for. Mm -hmm. There's something missing in us that we're looking for. So for me, I was uh, when I was about 14, uh, 13 or 14. Some, uh, one of my friends, his mother was a uh, real estate agent, and he had a key to one of the empty houses. And went in there was this box of pornography, and they all him him and some of his friends started looking at it. I ran out of the house like. That's I'll, I'll go to hell if I look at that, and I just ran. I remember run, literally running away and thinking I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna look at that stuff. And I was really happy I didn't look at it, but I was also unhappy that I didn't look mm -hmm. at it. I was like, I was like, there. It started something in me, like there, man. That's I would have loved to have seen that. There's something that would have been so interesting in that. And, and then when I got my driver's license at 16, I stopped at a gas station and looked at the the other had the, they used to sell the magazines uh, before they get it on your phone yeah uh, uh, <laughs> so killed it, the industry there didn't it? yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. just increased it so much yeah. so I uh, you know looked at that that magazine and I opened it up and, you know I looked around just I just knew my mother father was gonna walk in right when I opened it you know just like guilt and shame yeah. <clears throat> guilt and shame mixed with like one of the most exciting seconds of my life mm. the first few seconds of that I was like this is brilliant this mm. is this is like my heart is racing the you know the endorphins the serotonin is all racing through my system and and that started a you know and again I don't know the, t the total definition of addiction but it's something that I repeated a lot wanted to be brief, be free from so for almost 20 years of my life on and off there was this uh, draw draw in my heart and then there'd be this repentance and there'd be oh, I should quit the ministry uh, you know and so I would I go for long seasons without it and then be drawn back into it and so uh, and, but I, I knew even at 16 I knew this is not I, it's hard to explain but it's not just I mean this magazine is exciting and it's good but there's something about this that's deeper than just what I'm viewing it's like and now I look back on it, I can realize what it was. There was there was a loneliness. There was a, a, a shame. A, <clears throat> there was a sense of uh, being unworthy, of being unaccepted. Of uh, you know, am I attractive? Am I am I a man enough? And so those those things kind of gave me a false sense of security and hope and life, and uh, gave me a sense of being wanted. It gave me a sense of of empowerment. <clears throat> and so uh, you know, so again, so certain types of you know, that's why you know, even women who are attracted to pornography. Uh, this this book called Fifty Shades of Grey, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't read the book or see the movie, but you know I understand it's about bondage, and and you know um, psychologists were shocked that women or somewhere anyway, why are women so attracted to the, to the very thing that would be you know degrading and harmful mm -hmm. to them, and so they they have realized and we've realized there are certain things that. Uh, there, you know, there are certain things from our past: hurts, wounds, brokenness, insecurities, fears, shame, uh, that 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 brings us to to a place of looking for certain things to get relief, to get life, yeah. to get a sense of hope, and it doesn't it doesn't work. How did you go about identifying the why? I'm sure there are listeners out there saying, "I got a problem. I don't know where to begin with figuring out where the root problem is." Is mm -hmm. there a process that you would recommend? Yeah, I think most people never get free because they're only dealing with pornography or masturbation or lust. I've got to stop lusting. I've got to stop masturbating. I've got to stop looking at pornography. And, and they're not dealing with what's underneath. And so they go to church and they might hear a whole series about sexual sin or whatever. And it's almost always dealing with like, don't do this. Don't, don't look, man, don't look at that. Uh, let's have covenant with our eyes. Let's, let's have an accountability partner, which, I mean, it can be good if used the right way. Uh, but um, the you know, they're, they're looking at the surface issue. And for me, my freedom came when I started stopping looking, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to break free from pornography. 
what is it that I'm going to break free from? And I looked underneath the surface, and I realized, okay, there's loneliness there, and that, that was a sense of fulfillment. There was a sense of being uh, ins- insignificant, and that gave me a sense, oh, these women, there's a weird feeling, you know, in pornography, like, these women want me. They, they're attracted to me. I must be really masculine. I must be really powerful. So it gives you, a, so if you, feel, if you feel like you're lacking power, and you go to pornography to give that, or if you feel like you're lacking significance, and you go to get, I'm, I must be significant because these women seem to be just showering their love all over me. Uh, <clears throat> so, and you just deal with stop, stop, stop wanting that love, stop mm-hmm. wanting that power, stop wanting that affection, stop wanting that intimacy. Uh, it's not going to be enough because you were built to be loved and accepted and have intimacy. It's just that you're looking in the wrong places for it. And so, <clears throat> to deal with the issue of okay, why do I feel? Uh, Unempowered. Why do I feel less than? Why do I not feel masculine or feminine for women? Why do I not feel accepted? And then as I started dealing with those issues, I realized that uh, God created me as someone who is significant. He created me as someone who's, who's sufficient, who has, who ha- who's lovable, who's, who belongs. And, and when I started believing that, not not just in like throwing biblical verses at myself, saying like I am the righteousness of God in Christ, but not really believing it. Uh, and, and when I got to the place where I stopped trying, even this this is this is really powerful. I think stop trying to, to stop trying to believe it and believe it. Uh, that sounds easier said than done, but stop trying to convince yourself that you belong or that you're loved or that you're worthy, and 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 just come to a a confidence that says, okay, even if I don't feel it right now, I don't feel like I do, but but I'm that is the truth about me. I'm not trying to, be, I'm not trying to become worthy. I'm not trying to become accepted. I'm not trying to become beloved. I already am. God made me that way, and therefore, uh, as soon as I start gets, getting that settled, uh, the, the weightiness of that <clears throat> becomes the core of who I am. So I'm I'm no longer believing the lies about myself. <clears throat> I'm believing the truth about myself. Therefore, so, so you know, shame, shame has no more power over me. I'm not ashamed of myself. Therefore, I, I don't need to go outside of uh, my, my own sense of love and long and, and belonging and, and acceptedness, significance. All of that's because of his goodness to me. He's put that in us. He, from our mother's womb, he created us you know, wonderfully, fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, when we don't believe that, we look for something else to make us like we're wonderfully made. Sexual sin is often viewed as a taboo discussion topic in the church, but God sent his son Jesus to die for his children so that we can have freedom from addictions that control our lives. He designed us to want intimacy and love, and he will help us experience those deep desires in healthy ways. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, sound design for this episode by Mike Hallsmith. This episode was written by Rachel Schmitz. Our producer is Chris Wickington with video production by Aaron Gale. We hope you tune in next week to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast to hear about how God can help us overcome even the deepest shame. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ.